This is the night show on the series of the brand new radio series. From Hollywood, we present the Stan Freeberg Show. With the music of Billy Mack. Plus the songs of Peggy Taylor with Dawes Butler, June Parade, Peter Meeks, and Judd Conlon, Rhythm Air. You may not find us on your TV. Because in case you did not know, we're being brought to you on... Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, do you know what this sound is? That was a condensed version of the confidential magazine trial. <laughs> I just received a large airmail package this week. It was postmarked from northern India, and in it, of all things, was one orange sneaker, size 26. It could belong to only one man, or should I say beast, my very own abominable snowman friend from the Himalayas. If he'd sent two, you know, it would have been a gift, but... One made me know that he wanted to see me. It's kind of like uh, being sent half a garbage scow. You know, you have to match it up with the owner of the other half. So it was off to the Himalayas again. I was trudging along at the 20,000-foot level with my tape recorder turned on when suddenly... Startled you there a bit, did I? <laughs> Why, yes, I didn't quite expect you to creep up behind me like that. Mm. I notice you're affecting a bit of tremolando in your speech. Is that the newest thing stateside? <laughs> no, it's just a little heart palpitation there, nothing serious. I think for those who missed my last visit with you, you should describe yourself. Oh, nothing much out of the ordinary, huh? Ten and a half foot tall in my bare footsies. In your bare what? Footsies. And you're completely covered with hair. But I'm tidy, Stan. <laughs> yes, you do dress well. I notice you've changed your ensemble today. You're wearing white sneakers. Oh, Stan, come on. Look again. Why, those are white buckskin shoes. That's right. Me and Pat Poon, Stan. <laughs> Sharp, aren't they? You're kind of sharp, too. You must have figured I wanted to see you when you got to my orange sneaker. Yeah, I figured that. You brought it back, didn't you? Oh, sure. No trouble? No trouble. Sure? Sure. All right? All right. <laughs> well, that's good. Halloween's coming soon, and I always wear them to the dance. Uh, orange shoes and a black mask. That's my costume. My, uh, ensemble, as it were. <laughs> you mean the abominable snowman have a dance? Oh, yeah. I hope you uh, don't think I'm quibbling, but I still don't enjoy being called abominable. I don't know. I, 
Oh, I don't know. I guess I'm just picky. <laughs> no, not picky. Oh, yes, I am being a little... No, you're not. No, what should I call you? Well, you could call me by my right name for a start. Glad to. What is it? You uh, you didn't give me your card last time. Oh, didn't I give you my business card? Wait a minute. There it is. Here you are. Let's see. Francis, what is it? Obama. Obama Oh, yeah. Francis Obama Snowman. Mountain climbers terrorized. Uh, reasonable rates. Right for free booklet. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, your uh, Halloween... Can I have the card back, please? Oh, yes, here you are. <laughs> your uh, Halloween... I'm not as wealthy as some people. I <laughs> make one go around. Your uh, Halloween party. Tell me a little about it, Francis. Well, uh, that's a party. We we bob for mountain climbers. <laughs> In the tail on the timber wolf. Live timber wolf? Well, it's not much fun otherwise. And uh, you dance, do you? Oh, certainly. We have a sharp little combo. Oboe, English horn, two flagellettes, and a schnakenspiel. A schnakenspiel, is it? Yeah, a local instrument. Frozen vipers, Dan. Frozen the snakes, as it were. Yes, they're tuned. They sound a little like woolen orchestra bells. You can only play them after the cold sets in, or you get bit. Yeah, well, let's get back to the orange sneaker. Why did you send it? Uh... Well, uh, <laughs> Stan, I, uh, <laughs> I got myself engaged. Engaged? Well, congratulations. Thanks, Stan. Let's shake on that. Would you mind squeezing my hand the other way to get it back in shape? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Well, tell me about your fiance. Her name is Gladys. She's from Bangalore. Mm, Boy, what a torpedo. (laughs) Well, maybe I can meet her at a later date. No trouble. She's right around that mountain over there. Well, uh, I must meet her, uh, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Gladys. <laughs> I'm coming, Francis. I'm coming, honey bunch. <laughs> uh, uh, this, uh, uh, this is Stan Freeberg, sweetie pie. Oh, he's cute. Let's keep him for a pet. <laughs> Anything your little heart desires. <laughs> Well, we could put a collar and a leash on him and, and make a run for him in the cave. Oh, sure, honey. He can be a pet for you while I'm working. Yeah, well, I sure am honored by all this attention, but uh, I have to get back to CBS, you know. Oh, you'll be happy here. We'll feed you good. No, I hate to interview and run, but uh, I, I can't stay, <laughs> even with a collar and a leash. What Gladys wants, Gladys gets. <laughs> No, I will not. I'll hold my breath till my face turns blue. Well, good. That'll just mess your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Stan, I I thought you'd be flattered. I wanted to give you the Gladys for a wedding present. No, if you don't let me go, I'll tell my friend Pat Boone not to autograph your white buckskin shoes. (laughs) You wouldn't do that. Yes, I would. I'd do just that. Would? I would. Do you think he means it, dear heart? I wouldn't take a chance, Francis. 
Well, what, what about the wedding? Well, it depends. Do I come as a guest or a gift? <laughs> I'll speak to Dad. Francis, you're going to give him a little something to remember his by. I just... Oh, sure, honey. Just shut your eyes, Stan. We want this to be a surprise. Don't we, honey? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a little something to remember us by. Well, there's no need to. No, no. Close your eyes. Close your eyes, Dan. We'll sneak up behind you. Here you are, Dan. And that is how I left my dear friends, Gladys and Francis Abominable. <laughs> I suppose many of you who listen and fidget during our historical sketches have considered us asking us uh, pointedly, where do you get that stuff? Well, I'll tell you where we get that stuff. From our uh, historical research man. And here he is, Mr. Robert E. Tainter. Well, uh, Bob. Uh, just call me Mr. Tainter, Stan. All righty. Well, Mr. Tainter, I know uh, we've covered part of it before, but would you mind if we uh, sort of ran over your background once more? Uh, not at all, Stan. My background is there for anyone to tromp on. <laughs> kindly watch those hobnailed shoes. I'm a little sensitive around 1943. I see. And in 1943, you were... Into the Mike Wallace routine right off, eh? <laughs> well, nosy... In 1943, I was in Germany getting my kicks in the Gestapo. <laughs> well, that's... Uh, that must have been nice. Well, it was different, Stan. Different. <laughs> Change of pace never hurt anyone. Never hurt anyone. Couldn't hurt. In uh, going through their files, Stan, I came upon this sidelight to our own Revolutionary War. Naturally, it was marked top secret, confidential, uh, not the magazine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Classified material. Mm, real hush-hush, huh? It wasn't even leaked to Drew Pearson. <laughs> no, this report was dated January 1780 in New Jersey from the commander of Hessian Expeditionary Forces on the banks of the Delaware. Mm, 1780. Uh, look, uh, you're not suggesting there was any hanky-panky about Washington crossing the... Uh, I think we better forget this week's expose, Mr. Tainter. <laughs> The D.A.R. plays rough, you know. Now, don't worry. rough. Stan, General Washington is as clean as the bomb. You remember, Stan, the famous painting showing Washington crossing the Delaware? Clean as the bomb. Yes. Pretty darn clean. Yeah, that is. Yes, uh, I remember the painting. It was my favorite. Well, what actually happened that cold, blustery day was this, Stan. Martha and Joy. Oh, say, Martha, Martha. Yes, George? Will you get the door, please? I can't right now, George. I've got to watch my fudge. Watch your fudge? Well, what's so big about watching fudge? Well, somebody in the family's got to make some money. You've been redlined for the last six months. 
Oh, don't rub it in. All right, I'm coming, I'm coming. <clears throat> yes. Hey, General Washington? Yes. Lieutenant Wright reporting, sir. Well, lad, don't stand outside and freeze. Come inside and freeze. Hey, yes, sir. All right, now then, uh, Wright. Oh, sir, I have just returned from patrol with a detachment of men, sir. Oh, my poor men. And they'll be freezing in their worn, threadbare greatcoats and those silly three-cornered hats. <laughs> never like them, never. Hey, yes, sir, General. <laughs> and their poor feet, no shoes. Wrapped in rags. Yes, sir. Just rags. Well, if we can't look like soldiers, at least we can act like soldiers. Tell them to polish those rags. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. We've, uh, we've captured a prisoner, sir. We think he's a spicer. Spicer? What's a spicer? <laughs> I mean, we think he's a spy. Yep. Watch your military courtesy, right? You should always say sir when you address a superior officer. <laughs> yes, sir. We think he's a spicer. Spicer? What's a spicer? I pass, sir. What's a passer? Well, passer, it's like Van Brocklin, sir. He plays with the Los Angeles Rams, sir. Oh, what's a Ram, sir? Uh, uh, sir, maybe I'd better go out and come back in, sir. No, 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 that won't be necessary. Look, uh, let's take a look at the fellow, Lieutenant. Okay, sir. Uh, if, oh, never mind. If he is a spy, we'll give him a short shrift. And in this weather, even a long shrift would be pretty chilly. All right, Martha. Uh, yes, George. Come on, I've got to go out and inspect the troops. Fine, George. Well, aren't you coming in to say goodbye? Well, not now, George. My penalty is just starting to set. You and your puppets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's a great little woman, Lieutenant, but business. All business. <laughs> Let's go. Sergeant Crossington. Yes, sir. Bring up the men. Yes, sir. Last man. Plan hut. 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 All right, who's the wise acre with taps on his rags? Uh, that's me, sir, Lieutenant, sir. I nailed down some taps. Nailed down some taps? What in the world for, Crossington? Well, General, sir, once in a while I start to break into a little soft shoe routine. You know, to keep me warm. But nailing them on, doesn't it hurt? No, sir. Only when I do splits. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, take the men down to the river, Sergeant Crossing. Then get the boats ready. Lieutenant Wright and I will interrogate the prisoner. Yes, sir. All right. Patch men. What Rather well at that. <laughs> Very nice. All right, prisoner, step forward and give an account of yourself. Your own general. Hoo -hoo -hoo. This must be the prize. <laughs> general Washington. <laughs> well, <clears throat> right? Right, yes. Well, we start painting right away. Painting, painting, painting what? General. You are getting ready to cross the Delaware. This is a historic moment. I got to paint it. 
How do you know at the historic moment? I looked in the back, back of the book. Back of the book, yeah. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a painter, are you? Yeah, old. I am Heinrich Flugelman, painter. Well, we're under the impression that you're Heinrich Flugelman, spy. What do you think of that? The pretty mm. thick accent you got. Well, it's the thinnest I could get. <laughs> what are you, German? Ugh, no. Uh, Austrian? No. Dutch? No. Burlesque? No. I am a Swiss. A Swiss? Yeah. That way we don't offend nobody. <laughs> Good thinking. Good thinking. Well, my apologies, Herr Flugelman. <laughs> you taught General Washington. <laughs> you taught I was a Hessian Spicer. Spicer? What's a Spicer? <laughs> he plays football for the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> now, come with me, General, to the river. We start painting that great historical masterpiece, Washington Crossing the Delaware. Lieutenant Wright, sir? Yes, Sergeant Crossington. I thought this was supposed to be a picture of General Washington in the boat. It is, Sergeant, but you can't expect the General to hang around here while Flugelman is just painting in the background. No, sir. I guess I just lost my head. Yes, I guess you did. <laughs> this guy paints pretty fast, though, sir. Yes, he does. Well, I'll go get the general. Sergeant, look at the men. Some of them are frozen, all bent over. Get them straightened up there in the boat. Yes, sir. And Crossington. Yes, sir. Look at that ice. It's filthy. Get out there in the boat and get it cleaned up before the general gets here. Do you hear me, Crossington? Uh, yes, sir. I'll clean it up right away, sir. I'll do that. Oh, general... General Washington. Yes, that's coming, Lieutenant. Oh, look. <laughs> Just take a look at this picture channel. It's my masterpiece. You never looked nobler. But, Mr. Flugelman, you made a horrible mistake. Yes, I didn't even get in the boat. The, the whole picture is a historical goof. You mean? Yes. You haven't painted Washington crossing the Delaware at all. It's Crossington washing the Delaware. Sam Freeberg, that story was disillusioning. Oh, well, Jeez. Peggy Taylor, do you believe everything you hear on the show? Why, everything, Stan, everything. Good, good. Now, uh, what are you going to sing? Oh, I don't know. Why don't we sing a duet? The boys have Gordon Jenkins' new song, I Can't Sleep, there on the music stand. Huh? Well, let's take advantage of that fact and sing it. Honey? Yeah? Oh. Uh, I can't sleep. What's the matter now? I can't sleep. <laughs> well, let me show you how. I wish you would. It's as easy as pie. I can't sleep, I can't sleep, I can't sleep. You just close one eye. I'll try anything. Then the other eye. 
Goodbye. Now doesn't mean a thing. Count to a thousand by two. I'll never make it. I believe you have got a bad case of those go-to-sleep blues. Well, when I was a little boy and the Sandman didn't arrive, my mother used to kiss me goodnight. But you were only five. It's the only way I can sleep. I'm a failure at counting sheep. If you kiss me, then I can sleep. <laughs> well, we could give it a try. Yeah. <clears throat> Honey. Yeah. Uh. What? I can't sleep. Did I hear my name? I can't sleep. That's an awful shame. Well, what'll I do? Pull the window shade down. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. You just close one ear. Close one ear. Okay. Then the other ear. What? What? You ought to be sleepy by now. Well, I'm not. I believe you have got a bad case of those go to sleep blues. When I was a little girl and the But you were only four. You're a little bit older now. But the habit's still there somehow. If you kiss me, then I can't sleep. We could give it a try. Good night. Attention. Through a new electronic discovery, we are able to pick up the first television program actually being broadcast by moon people. Take it away, moon. And with the playing of that familiar theme, it's time, it's time for another visit with the moon's favorite couple, Ralph and Alice. <laughs> Better known to you as the Honey Earthers. It's morning as we join Alice in the kitchen. Oh, the earth shines bright in my sit down and eat your breakfast, Ralph. All right, Alice, what do we got? It's a new atomic cereal, Ralph, called Nuclear Nibbles. Comes in a lead box. Okay, dump some in my bowl. Ow, ow, ow! You dropped a box on my foot. Which foot? How do I know? I'll take off my shoes and see. can see, Ralph. I've got an eye, you know. <laughs> oh, you're a dandy. <laughs> One of these light years, Alice. One of these light years. Pow! Right in the antenna. 
I may lose it too. So what? So what? It takes a half an hour to grow a new one. <laughs> well, here it is. Time for lunch and Norton ain't here. Hello, hello. <laughs> All right, stop shouting in my ear, Norton. Well, well, well. How's it going now, low people? <laughs> Terrible. I had a fight with Alice. How can I square myself with Norton? Well, uh, how long have you and Alice been married, well? <laughs> 300 light years. Okay. So how come in all that time you never took Alice on a honey, huh? Norton, what a great idea. When I get home tonight, I'll tell her we're going on a honey earth. That's your five out. Uh, you're a sweet kid. Now let's... <laughs> Be that as it may. Now let's see what Alice gave me for lunch. Ow! What's the matter, Ralph? I dropped the lead bag on my foot. Atomic chicken livers again, eh, Ralph? <laughs> <laughs> oh, har, har, hearty, har, har. Well, that's two feet gone. Now I only got one good foot left to drive with this afternoon. Gee. What a job. All day long, it's come on, folks, move to the back of the rocket ship. Yeah, that's rough, Ralph. Well, I'll unpack lunch. Hold this ketchup, Norton. Two things, Ralph. You know, it's a small moon. You complaining about your job. All right, hold this all. Okay. Because I'm getting pretty fed up working out of that green cheese mine. <laughs> hold, hold the mustard, will you? Okay. When I get to work, I'm green cheese from hands to foot. Sheesh. <laughs> Hold the Tabasco. Okay, Ralph. Hold the mayonnaise, will ya? All right, all right, Ralph. I only got four hands, you know. <laughs> Alice? Alice? I'm here, Ralph. Hello, Ab. Alice? Sit down, Alice. Alice, we, uh, we've been married a long time, and I... Well, I got a little surprise for you. Didn't you always say you wanted to go on a honey earth? Yes. Go get your suitcase. Oh, Ralph, you mean... Certainly. Norton ain't got nothing to sit on. <laughs> What's that racket? Uh, it's an organ grinder. Outside the window, Ralph. Hey, looky there on the windowsill. A little earth man on a string with a tin cup. Gee, look at him. He's got two legs, two arms. Two eyes, two ears, a mouth and a nose, and a pinstripe suit. And only one head. Take a look, Norton. I can't look at him, Ralph. He's too gruesome. Oh, Ralph, listen, he's playing our song. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? You're the greatest. Come here, you. Did you like that? Sure he liked it, Ralph. Now put a penny in his cup and come to dinner. <laughs> Thank you. 
Well, uh, we're still having trouble in presenting tap dancing around the world. As you know, we want to get all the people in the world tap dancing together at a given moment. <laughs> but uh, we've run into a little snag. Uh, meanwhile, we'll all be back next week with many surprises, including a vocal group called the Toads, who are going to help me sing Shaboom. Meanwhile, if you'd like to see our show, just write CBS Radio Hollywood, California for tickets. Until next week, this is Stan Freeberg saying thanks for being with us. God bless you and good night. Stan Freeberg's show is produced in Hollywood by Pete Barnum and is written by Stan Freeberg, Pete Barnum, and Dawes Butler. Featuring the music of Billy Mays, Judge Conlon for the Mayors, and the songs of Peggy Taylor, with Dawes Butler, Peter Lee, and June Foray. Bud Sewell speaking. <laughs>